everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, cheers to you. This is Dear Hallmark, and my name is Dara. And today, we are going to be talking about a tale of love. But before we do that, you guys... (laughs) For those of you who have not been on Instagram or Facebook last in the past week, a lot went down. It was an interesting week to be a Hallmark GAC fan. Number one, it was reported and released that one of the Summer Nights movies that is currently being filmed called Two Tickets to Paradise stars Ashley Williams and Ryan Pavey. Now that was an interesting pairing when I when I first saw the article, not gonna lie. However, I do think I saw a little Insta story that Ashley did, and I do think that there could be something there. But it really it the story and the writing is really going to be the determining factor and the directing, I feel like, with this movie. Because I feel that Ashley's personality could bring out that side of Ryan that we've seen in the interviews, that we've seen in the Facebook lives, but for some reason they don't use in the movies, you know? Like, do you guys remember seeing those behind-the-scenes videos of him and Janelle for Coyote Creek Christmas and how much of a jokester and how how playful he was? I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is the vibe, this is the energy we're going to get in Coyote Creek Christmas. Fail fail on all cylinders so I'm hoping we get some of that playfulness out of Ryan some of some sarcasm some some something because he's always so stoic and I'm I'm thinking like he's more I, <laughs> before I got to really know who he was in terms of his movies I used to call him Batman <laughs> because of how he would talk and how he was just presented in these movies but I'm interested in, I'm totally interested in seeing that. And this one is on location in Hawaii. It's called Two Tickets to Paradise. Uh, There's no release date for that that has been announced yet. Next, Taylor Cole has signed an exclusive deal with Crown Media. She is the, the latest Hallmark actress to sign a deal. So far, we've been getting one a week um, with Cousin Andrew being last week. The week before that, I think it was Jonathan Bennett. The week before that, I think it was Holly Robinson, Pete. Like, they literally each, or Brennan Elliott, each week we've received word that some actor has signed a deal with Crown Media. And so now we have Taylor Cole. I hope that means we get more mysteries from her because... There hasn't, how should I put this? Much like Candace Cameron, I liked her mystery series better than I liked her movies. Matching Hearts was okay. I would say that's probably her best, in my opinion. But I really enjoyed her character as Ruby Herring, and I hope that we get more with this deal. Speaking of which, on the day with which I am recording this, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries has the nerve to put out (laughs) A picture promoting an all-day marathon of Mystery 101. Yet, we have gotten no news as to the future and what is going to happen with our Mystery 101. Can somebody stop playing with my emotions and using it like a marionette puppet? Can somebody? Somebody somewhere up there in Hallmark Movies and Mysteries land. Wizard of Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Wizard of Oz. Can you stop? playing with my emotions 
that's not cool. Especially because after the video that Jill Wagner put out, you you really and some someone brought this up to me and I didn't notice it, but they have been excluding Jill from the promos in terms of on social media, I should clarify. When it comes to the different pictures that they use, they don't tag her. They only reference Chris Palaha. And I'm like, why? And I so I started to do a little investigation station. What's your nation? You know? And I'm like, yo, what, what, what all is this going on? What's the deal? So I don't know. I don't know. The biggest news, though, that came out last week, which I'm sure everyone has heard of by now, is Candace Cameron Bure signing in not only a, a deal in terms of acting with GAC, but also she is going to have an executive role when it comes to developing content for the network. So she's going to have some type of programming executive role. And here are my thoughts. Did I care for Candace on Hallmark? Honestly. Honestly, I didn't care for her movies. And I mentioned that in the Christmas contest review. And she mainly did Christmas movies. So I loved her award tea garden mystery series, though. However, I knew because of the direction in which Hallmark has been going with including more LGBTQ friendly content that and knowing camp. Ooh, why was I getting ready to call her Camden? Candace Cameron. <laughs> Candace Cameron Bray's um, being a devout Christian, a passionate Christian, and knowing that showing LGBTQ friendly movies doesn't quite align with our Christian beliefs. It doesn't. So I knew that she wasn't going to last long at Hallmark. And I knew. I knew that she was going to do something with GAC. I just didn't know how soon. And I didn't know to what capacity. And I also smelled something fishy in the water. Because we didn't see her a lot at Christmas. She wasn't involved in the Christmas special. We only saw her Thanksgiving weekend. Not even the whole week. It wasn't a whole brouhaha, you know. And this is something else I thought about. Because you can't deny, like, when Bill Abbott, when Bill Abbott was CEO... I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but it was an undercurrent of Christian values that sustained the movies that were being produced and shown, especially because you can't tell me bringing on Lisa Bevere, Max Lucado, Jonathan McReynolds onto Home and Family and you not a Christian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't tell me you air the chosen during Christmas. And you, in a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. I understand that. Yes, some of the fan, like not all the fan base is Christian. But if you understand why most of the fan base is Christian, it's because of how Bill set up the network. So you can also see how being someone who's a Christian, being someone who may not agree with the lifestyle choice of that of the LGBTQ community, they, I shouldn't say they, because I'm a Christian as well. Um, 
we there's going to come to a point where we can't rock with Hallmark like we used to. And I feel like, you know, I don't know how long, you know, this has been in the works because it was just announced last week. They could have been doing this since the beginning of the year until she fulfilled her war with, um, obligation. But I'm just trying to give you guys insight into how I feel like people are feeling about this. And more so, a lot of the social media comments coming from people who are Christians have not been nice. And so I wanted to put in my two cents as someone who is a Christian that although I felt the spirit of petty get on me, I didn't want to acknowledge it. So I didn't post anything. But I think we have to do better as Christians as not being bullies when it comes to matters like this, because these matters are incredibly sensitive. We, we as Christians have to do better. I'm not saying that we tolerate certain things, of course, but we, we can't just act like a bull in a China shop and bulldoze over people's souls and emotions like these are still people you have to understand out besides actions besides decisions these are still human beings we're they're still people we're dealing with you know what I mean so I just think we we got to do better um that being said those are kind of my thoughts with Candace, the whole Candace Cameron situation. I'm not surprised, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing what she produces it with GAC. And that that opens up another discussion, which I don't want to belabor here because I don't want to draw out the episode that much. Um, but I, as you can see, I've started reviewing content from both up tv not both but up tv gac and hallmark because let's be honest hallmark ain't been doing it they haven't been cutting the mustard it's not like french's hasn't been cut frenchies hasn't been cut so i have been looking for you know i've been going to other networks you know i'm an equal opportunity tv movie watcher (laughs) at this point because there was a time where hallmark dominated my attention because the movies were just that good but now i'm i'm begging gac to make some more movies i'm waiting for up tv because they didn't do any in april i'm i'm i can't wait for may 1st because they're going to be premiering aloha with love with trevor donovan and another young lady so there's that um Lastly, a bit of Dear Hallmark news. Dear Hallmark has a Spotify profile, meaning I will begin curating seasonal slash moody slash atmospheric playlists for your listening pleasure. I have three playlists up and ready so far. The first one is called Inhale, inspired by my first book, inhale which is a short story and poem compilation that actually i will be selling at rama drama um so i'm only bringing 20 copies with me and there you go um and so that's definitely more of a peaceful i don't want to say zen but it's it's a mood inhale Next, of course, is the Chasing Wind playlist, which are songs that I listened to while I was writing. 
that helped contribute to the vibe and the tone as I was writing. But also it could be songs that I think accurately describe the, the feel of the book as well. And lastly, the newest playlist that I released is our spring playlist. I titled it As the Flowers Bloom. And it's a mix of genres. So you'll have some indie, some jazz, some neo soul. I really wanted to take from each each genre and, and show what I believe, like what spring would sound like in a certain genre. So what do I think spring sounds like with jazz or with neo soul or with R&B or with indie or with folk? And so I'm going to be building on that playlist, but I have about an hour's worth of music for you to work from right now. And as I continue to curate and source stuff, like I said, I'm going to be adding to the playlist as we go forward. So there you go. Well, you guys, let's get into this review. A Tale of Love is the concluding movie in Hallmark's Spring Into Love lineup, and it stars Brittany Bristow and Chris McNally. Brittany Bristow plays Bella, who owns a rescue center. Chris McNally plays JR, who is a part of the family business of some type of supply company that help funds the rescue center. JR is on leave from, he's a soldier, and he is on leave to wrap up some things in the family business because it's been sold to a villain. I'm sorry, a snake. I'm sorry, a woman named Rachel. So he's there to tie up some loose ends. And while he's there, he bonds with one of Bella's newest acquisitions to the rescue center, Indy, who's also a military dog. And they establish a beautiful connection. And um, however, Bella and her grandmom gets a letter that they have 60 days to vacate the premises because Rachel finds that the rescue center is actually a part of Stockard Properties. And so she's like, we finna bulldoze this down. You have 60 days to be about your business. And Bella's like, well, oh no. And grandma said, yeah, this is our property. We have a document to prove it. And so the most of the, the, basically the rest of the movie is them trying to find the document and then trying to come up with inventive ways for how to raise capital and raise money to help to continue to fund the center. So I have thoughts. Uh, What I cared more about this movie is anytime Brittany and Chris were on my screen together. I didn't care about the story of the rescue center or the the dog i i cared about their relationship more and i don't know if that's supposedly like if that's okay <laughs> um i was captivated by how they exhibited a quiet like a, a quiet mellow type in different ways um i wanted to learn more about jr i felt like we really didn't get to know jr and I wanted to see more from JR's relationship with Indy because I was hope I was hoping that Indy's that Indy like we would learn because of JR's relationship with Indy we would learn more about JR. That's what I that's what I'm trying to say. And I'm hoping well, I can't hope because the movie already aired. I wanted I just wanted more. I think is what the, is what the end of it is because this, because I didn't, I wasn't invested in the story. It, it, it watched slow for me. 
the acting was good though. Again, I felt that there was something there, but it didn't grasp me. I really enjoyed Brittany in this role. Um, I enjoyed her wardrobe. Can we give a shout out to wardrobe for Brittany and Chris in this movie? Um, the costume set supervisor for this movie is Kathy, Kathy Vizina. This is the second time I like, no, the third time I've purposely watched the credits to find out who certain people are. Kathy Vizina and Lynn May, who is the costume truck supervisor. Thank you. Because I said, look at McFly, look at Britt Bristow doing the daggone thing. The hair was on Vavoom when we were at, on our official date because I think they went on little mini dates before, but you know. And I, yeah, I was more focused on the wardrobe and how forward JR was and asking her on dates and spending time with her. Then I, and I cared more about that than, than her trying to save the rescue center. Now, Rachel, Rachel is our snake, our villain in this. She gave me cougar vibes, y'all. Like, I felt like, I don't know if it was the way she came off, but I don't know if I'm just overly romanticizing a situation, but I felt like for the strong, better half, first half of the movie, I felt like she was low-key flirting with JR every time she talked with him. She was overly smiley. Um, the way she walked, the her demeanor, the way she carried herself, I felt like she was flirty a little bit. And on top of that, she was just dirty and with how she dealt with the whole Bella situation. And I was upset that we didn't get any justification for Rachel's actions at the end because she took the paper. Once she found out what JR was doing and they found the paper, she took the paper, even though they had... Um, other copies and JR didn't know and so he was able to use that but I felt like to fully go full circle and complete the story I felt like there should have been some type of verbal combat between JR and Rachel or JR Bella and Rachel or Bella and Rachel like I wanted there was no justice for that part and so it felt like Rachel got away with murder because we don't see her again after she, you know, so confidently drives up to Bella's property and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to bulldoze it and blah, blah, blah. Which, by the way, I got so upset with. Bella, why would you believe this woman who has had it out for you from the jump that JR was going to do something when you have been spending quality time with the dude? And you say you love the dude and you think he's going to do this to you? Says. Says. Man. Um, The ending... <laughs> I am not a fan when I'm not a fan of the I love yous at the end of movies, especially when you've only been home for a week and then you fall in, like you fell in love with somebody. I was like, what? <laughs> that automatically throws me out of the movie. I'm just like, you don't love her. You just really like her and you like spending time with her, but you don't love her. So him saying I love you and her saying I love you too threw me out of it. All in all, I will give this movie three crowns. Because again, I was captivated by Bella and JR and their wardrobe. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm I'm a wardrobe stickler. I'm a wardrobe stickler. Um... 
I think that's all I have, you guys. I think that's all I have. I... This was an interesting choice to end Spring Into Love with. I do think this was the springiest... That's not a word, Dora. This was the most spring we got in a movie since Feeling Butterflies for a Spring Into Love movie. Maybe A Second Chance at Love, which you forget. I feel like A Second Chance of Love was last year at this point. It feels like A Second Chance at Love was three months ago and it was just in March. It was literally one month ago. March 27th, I think, is when it started. So, or 23rd. I don't know. One of those. Um, yeah. Well, you guys, those are my thoughts on A Tale of Love. Let me know what you think about this movie. You can do so by leaving me a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you were able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And if you want more Dear Hallmark in your life, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow the Facebook page and the Instagram page. There are links for those in the show notes. You guys, you need to follow that Instagram because when I tell you, I go live randomly. And for the past two to three times, something has always happened where somebody has joined the live. I'm going to give you two instances. There was one where I randomly went live and Antonio Kayon jumped in and we talked about chemistry. And I'm talking video. He jumped in. He was on set, went to a quiet area, and was giving me his two cents about chemistry from an actor's perspective. There was one time Cindy Busby dropped in the comments. Friday night. I went live on Instagram at like 1030 because I was like, let's just, why not? You know, Gabrielle and Sarah, the founders and event organizers over at Ramajama Live, pop in via video. And guess who's with them? Colin Egglesfield. (laughs) And then an hour later, because I'm still on live, because we got stuff to talk about. Who pops in but Benjamin Ayers? Like what? (laughs) Y'all. Not only did he pop into the comments, he got on video. So we talked for like five minutes. And I'm like, what the heck? So looks like there's a Benjamin Ayers interview coming. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But you want to be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram because stuff like that has been happening more frequently than not. And it's I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Okay, what is going on? But also, um... Dear Hallmark's 100th episode is nigh, and I want to do an Instagram Live celebration next week, next Tuesday or Thursday for that. And I would love for you listeners who are on Instagram to join me, you know, make a make a little profile, put up a picture of Peter Pan or a bird, and just join the live, and let's talk, and let's connect, let's engage. Also, um, is there an also? No, that's it. That is it. We have our May preview special coming up next week because they're giving us five movies in May, even though they're, we're done springing to love. So all of those five movies are just bonus originals. And we'll probably start summer in June. Um, and I'm also going to do a spring into love ranking as well. So be on the lookout for that. But other than that, you guys, tomorrow is the last Chesapeake Shores episode. And I'm just like, what? So please join me tomorrow for the final episode 
of season five of Chesapeake Shores. I will talk to you then. Ciao, my friends.